He's one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey with Pierre Hood on Shom 97.7. Good morning, Pierre. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? I'm fine and dandy, sir. And I'm in, uh, boy, I'll tell you, I've been watching the uh, the F1 series on Netflix and I'm so geared up uh, <laughs> from watching the series uh, and anxious to talk F1. Well, you uh, actually led me to uh, to um, start watching the third season, uh, and I am three episodes uh, deep <laughs> yeah. into the the third season. And uh, although I, um, I I I know most of those stories, it's yeah. always interesting and fun to watch those stories in hindsight, but from the inside, right? So yeah, well, I tell you, I I finished uh, last night. I finished the uh, the Grosjean episode, and I'm telling well, you. Oh boy, is that a powerful episode, Pierre. Strap yourself in for that one because Netflix did such a wonderful and tasteful job and it's uh it's Grosjean and his wife and uh, the that whole story of that accident is just so so powerful. I said to a friend of mine last night, I think even if you're not an F1 fan, you would enjoy this documentary. I think so. I think that's the purpose of it and yeah. I think that's why that's why Formula 1 actually opened the doors so wide and so yeah. generously, Terry, because yeah. it's at one point you have to look at yourself. You let you have to look at your sport, at your championship, at your product, and you have to uh, to to see reality. And reality is that you need to attract some new fans. You you need to attract uh, some new uh, some new fans that you hope will become passionate fans. It's not going to be a hundred percent success. But uh, to a certain degree, this is the new reality. The younger generation likes to understand. They like to know. They, they, they like to, 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 to have a feel of what's going on uh, in a particular world, in a particular environment. And I think that uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it was a wise thing to do from uh, the teams, from the, the Formula One uh, authorities. And I think it's very well done. Hats off to the producer and hats off to all the camera crew that actually worked on site. And it really is such a, I mean, there's so much drama and so much, uh, so many interesting characters in, in F1 there, you know, there are, uh, there are moments that, you know, I think the team managers, for example, I'm not so sure I could work for Lawrence Stroll. <laughs> um, is, uh, you know, is he intimidating? Or oh not? my God! <laughs> in, in some of the meetings in the beginning, you know, and 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 for Montrealers, it's great because the first episode focuses on Lawrence and his son Lance and that uh, Aston Martin team, and yeah. you get to meet you know Toto Wolf and Harner and you know, and you also get the drama of and I want to I want want you to take over from here on this topic, Pierre. A lot of drivers changing seats this season. Yes, lots of drivers are changing seats. And just to finish my little uh, comment on Lawrence, <laughs> uh, I, I had the immense privilege and, and pleasure to meet him by accident one night in a oh. very social in a very social uh, uh, moment. Uh, actually, it was they, they were celebrating his birthday in Montremblant, and I was visiting for for other reasons, of course. And he's the most charming man in the yeah. world, the most simple man. Yeah. Uh, very heartwarming, uh, but business is business yeah, with yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, absolutely. So, and business is business in Formula One. So yeah. to answer your question, uh, Terry, if you go from one to, to Z, there are actually one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven drivers involved 
in some sort of movement wow. since the end of the last championship. Isn't it quite amazing? It is quite something. And and uh, the other thing, too, is the age of these guys. Hey, Pierre, they're just getting younger and younger. Oh, yeah. It makes us feel old, eh, Terry? <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> but when you yeah. when you think of, of, of F1, these are, tw- what, 20, 22, the only 20 or 22 people on the planet. Uh-huh. You know, it's that's 20. how competitive it is. It is. It's 20 drivers plus, of course, uh, a reserve driver or a third driver per team. Some teams don't even have officially a third driver, so they will go to freelancers <laughs> if needed, as you've seen with Nico Hülkenberg last yeah, year, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, so quickly, Sergio Perez from Racing Point to Red Bull, Sebastian Vettel from Ferrari to Aston Martin, Carlos Sainz from McLaren to Ferrari, Daniel Ricciardo from Renault to McLaren, Fernando Alonso from retirement to Alpine, slash also known as Renault. They are bringing back, Terry, the, um, the uh, memorable and legendary Alpine brand to wow. their sports uh, program. Yuki Tsunoda from Formula 2 to Alpha Tori. A certain Mick Schumacher, Terry, from Formula 2 to Haas. Nikita Mazepin from Formula 2 to Haas, and then those who have left the uh, Formula 1 stage, Alex Albon from Red Bull to third driver with the team, and Romain Grosjean and Kevin Magnussen are gone to other series. Grosjean will compete in the road courses part of the IndyCar series, and Kevin Magnussen is running in the sports car program in the United States for Chip Ganassi. So, that's the movement we've seen since last season. This is pretty spectacular. I can't believe Grosjean's going to get behind the wheel again. I really can't. On road courses, though. Yeah. I'm so glad that he's not going for that crazy, crazy environment yeah. of, of ovals. And you know what? What I love about IndyCar is that uh, open wheel doesn't belong on those smart, small ovals, Terry. Yeah. Those yeah. high-banking small ovals. And IndyCar is realizing that they have to shy away from those dangerous tracks and I think that Romain Grosjean is wise enough to move away from those uh, those extremely dangerous tracks. So he's going to uh, settle for road courses. And, uh, hey, Terry, once a racer, always a racer. I, yeah, I understand that. But you'll see in this series, Pierre, when you, when you get to the episode, he talks about that race that he survived as his second birthday. And he mm-hmm. does an interview with his wife where they discuss – for two minutes and 45 seconds, they his family thought he was dead. Yeah, well, we, uh, I'll tell you what, I, I, I've, been through, uh, I've been through those dramatic moments uh, a few times in my long career in yeah. car racing, and I thought I was witnessing also some, a, a fatality, sadly, again. Yeah. But uh, as I say so often, Terry, the uh, guardian angel of, uh, of yeah. car racing is uh, is there more often than none. Thank uh, thank yeah. God. <laughs> Let, let's and say I, that. I, I I forget who it was, but one of the drivers said, "That's who we are. We're crazy, and we have to race." Yeah, and they <laughs> so, and and somehow and someone, uh, especially somehow, they managed to forget about it, go back into the cockpit, yeah. and do what they love best. Well, that's that's what happened at at that race after they got the fire out and the mess cleaned up. All those other guys had to get in the car and drive. Well, there you go. It's crazy. And, uh, it's, uh, it is crazy in a way, but at the same time, this is what uh, this is why those those drivers are the best in the world, and that's why they belong in Formula One, all of them. 
Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, Montreal. What do you think, Pierre? Well, I heard the François Dumontier in l'Antichambre last night. Um, I would say my level of confidence is not that high for June. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, then again, I'm not speculating. Uh, I'm just trying to read between the lines that uh, François was generous enough to share with our viewers last night. And we're going to have him, actually, Terry, in one of our pre-race shows this weekend. So uh, you, we'll have uh, the opportunity to uh, to see if something new happened the last 48 hours. I think that the the biggest thing against Montreal is the time factor. I mean, mid-June comes really fast. Yeah. And, and, and as you know, our track is not a permanent facility. You have to build up and down all the time. Uh, well, not 100% of it, but, uh, but, but a big part of it. Right, right. And Francois said Easter weekend is probably the deadline. Well, I'll tell you what, Terry, Easter weekend is next weekend. Yeah, yeah it's going to be. So yeah. the thing is, and we all know that uh, governments cannot actually fund the whole event if it goes through without spectators. Now the other problem is that if you if you dream or hope to have to have a, a sufficient amount of spectators on site in June, is that feasible in terms of safety, in terms of public health? Will and and then if yes, could there be enough tickets sold in order for François Dumontier to at least break even uh, for this uh, 2021 edition? The other question is that, is it feasible to, uh, to uh, figure out a pos- postponement until October and try to tie our Grand Prix with the Austin Grand Prix and the Mexico Grand Prix? Well, those questions are, uh, are very relevant, but the answers are not so, uh, so automatic because yeah. you, you have to reshuffle the whole calendar uh, in September and October. And I think it's already jammed on on that particular time frame. So uh, it's it's just my personal feeling, and I'm not uh, saying that uh, I'm I have the insight. I'm still dreaming. I'm still praying, but I think it's um, it's a very remote possibility yeah. as we speak this morning. Yeah, it's a long shot, and I think even you know the F1 circus itself is going to have trouble uh, traveling in the next couple of months because. You know, uh, Germany is on lockdown, and oh. uh, you know Austria. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have some trouble traveling, and I and I I would imagine they're going to avoid cross Atlantic traveling for a while. Well, there you go, and and as Francois pointed out uh, yesterday, uh, they're gonna try to 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 ins- they, they're gonna try to stick to the twenty race calendar as much as they can. Right. So there there is probably a replacement solution for the Montreal weekend. But uh, obviously, if there is such a replacement, I think it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty easy to understand. It would be somewhere in Europe, and certainly not across Atlantic right. or going to Asia or or any yeah. travel as such. Um, the uh, the se- the season either way, the season does start in Bahrain this weekend, correct? Actually, actually, we are just done. Oh, the last okay. Minute. With the morning session okay. in Bahrain, and a certain Max Verstappen <laughs> okay. is uh, is on top uh, in front of Valtteri Bottas. Uh, Bottas. Uh, Lando Norris for McLaren is third. Oh, well, cool. Good in, for him. In, yeah, in front of Lewis Hamilton. Charles Leclerc on Ferrari is fifth. And uh, Sebastian Vettel and Lance Stroll are only 12th and 13th uh, for Aston Martin. Now, mind you, Terry, this is one of the big changes this year 
they only run for 60 minutes as opposed to 90 minutes. So the whole program is changing dramatically uh, from last year. I mean, 30 minutes, it's one third of the session, actually, that is cut, uh, that is cut by the, the new rules. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a big change. So you don't want to read too much into what we're saying here. But the bottom line is, all the indications are we will have from the first race a magnificent uh, battle between uh, Red Bull and between Mercedes and namely Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. So that is uh, an amazingly exciting perspective for all of us. Going to be fun to watch, and I hope Netflix is there watching it all. Uh, when do we get to watch this weekend, Pierre? Okay, well, we uh, do have a, a pre-qualifying show for you at 10.30, and we will extend our pre-race show to an hour show starting 10 a.m. on Sunday. So th those are very uh, friendly hours, Terry. They are. Uh, yeah, because it's, uh, I remind you, in Bahrain, it's a night race over yeah. there. So, yeah. uh, so that's, that's pretty convenient for all of us in North America. Okay, we'll see what happens uh, with the NHL on Sunday so that we'll have, uh, we'll have time to talk about that on Monday, Pierre. I hope you have a great race this weekend, good weekend, and uh, hope you're back Monday morning. I'm excited just as a back to school as we, yeah, are. we yeah. were in our, in our younger days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I can't wait.